Hello everyone and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Science. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> my serious, my serious introduction. Um, yes, we are back for another series of epic adventures on the world of Braxigantu. This is the show where we all play Dungeons and Dragons and kind of talk about science because we're all professional science nerds. Uh, my name is Sharmini. I use she/her pronouns um, in the show. I'm playing Tenebris, um, a drow, except everyone's human for sci-fi reasons. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I, I do science video journalism. Uh, Bates. Hey, I'm Bates, otherwise known as Emily. And uh, I also use she, her pronouns. And I also make science videos uh, during the day. In the show, I play Infinite Skies 6000, who is a druid droid. Hi, my name's Simon, and I'm incredibly hot right now. Uh, I use he, him pronouns, and I play Uriel, who is a monk and the tank of the group. My oh, brain no. is, is starting to break down, I will not lie. It's very hot today. Certain proteins are denaturing <laughs> as I speak in my body. You can it, feel them go. It is very warm, and I should have said also, if you're watching this video version, hello, um, I, there might be some slight struggling going on. We're not quite sure why, but apologies if the, if the video gets uh, choppy at any point. You can always listen end. to us on the podcast. If there's a podcast. And what was, who was that dulcet del other voice that we heard? <laughs> what? Another voice? Who could that be? This is the voice. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited already. Narrator. Uh, oh, please my I use he pronouns. I am also a science bod of various kind. And I am the DM for this campaign. And with that sterling intro, <gasps> roll intro, roll, roll intro, intro, roll intro, roll, roll, intro, roll, roll, intro. roll video. Welcome to the world of Braxiganto. Now, what had just happened? Where did we leave our intrepid adventurers? So, after arriving in a mining colony in the foothills of the Mukinchi Mountains, our three adventurers had taken on a secret job from the forewoman of the colony. And what they were tasked with doing was finding... There was only one woman, wasn't there? Yes, the forewoman of the colony. <laughs> and they were tasked with finding and dealing with a smuggling problem in the mine. Now, after talking to a few characters, checking out the local nightlife, they were accosted by a brawny individual outside the bar who seemingly took issue with their mission. The party dealt with him pretty summarily and found some interesting items on his person and then spent the night in a broken down colony pod in the borders of the camp called the Roach Motel. And it is here that we find the party. Late in the morning, waking up after their long rest, the rains of the night gone, and the sun beating down on the ceiling of the colony pod. You wake, all of you. I think it was, is it Infinite Sky? You were taking watch? Yeah, yeah, I took the last watch, yeah. So you watch as the uh, sunlight creeps in and the, sh the uh, forming a, uh, through the door 
and uh, throws the shape of the door um, across the metal uh, of the colony pod. You hear the noises outside, the sound of massive motors being started, <laughs> shouting in the distance. And as your companions wake, you look around and see that you are alone. Oh. That your fellow roaches have left around the cinders of the burnt out fire. You look up and you hear <clears throat> the sound of someone clearing their throat. Stood in the doorway is Sande. Sande Clinchfist. Sandy's back! Hey, I remember Sandy. Her arms are crossed and she taps her foot. No, Sandy was the person who initially rescued us from the first fight and then took ah, us to yeah. see the yeah. fallen. Yeah. Um uh, uh, Tenebris um sort of clocking who it is and associating Sandy at some level with employer is going to sort of scramble up, um, brush brush herself down and try and like look smart and attentive like a good employee. <laughs> Uh, Sandy, seeing you stand, gives you an appraising look and then looks at your two companions, one of whom is sat on the ground, the other one who is slumped still in a ball uh, by the embers of the fire. I'll stand up too. I'll, I'll, I'll shake Uriel. Uriel! Uriel, wake up! <laughs> oh God, it's is... such an uncomfortable position. Ah! Oh dear, are you okay? Yeah, I think I just heard birds. Is that, am I having a stroke? <laughs> no, there, oh, no, there's birds, there's birds. The birds, there are birds here. Oh, uh, oh uh, hello, Sandy. is here to see us. Yes, I am here to see you. Specifically, I'm here to have a report on your status, on your progress with your little job. I assume you've made some fairly serious headway given the waves you've been making. Uh, we haven't found any fossils yet, but uh, we, we've got Uriel. some leads. There's a forest that we're going to check out here for some fossils. Uriel, no, Uriel, no. This is not Sandy secret. Knows. This, this, oh! this is not the cover story. Real story. Oh. God, I'm so you bad see Sandy's <laughs> brow furrow for a second and then move her gaze away from you towards Tenebris. Uh, yes, uh, serious headway we have made. Um, we have... Uh, identified so far a key figure who we believe is involved in smuggling. Yes. And have you apprehended this figure? We have not uh, yet formulated a plan as to uh, how to proceed. Well, we do believe that there will be a meeting. Uh, 10.30 tonight, we think. At plot B, which we believe, we found a map and um, I'll get out the map that I took from the guy we beat up. She reaches out her hand, takes the map, examines it, and her eyes flick up back to you, Infinity. This is your progress. You have a barely scrawled map of the mine that we told you to investigate at the beginning. A, a riotous commotion where you appear to have knocked out a member of the camp, and the word on the street 
is that Reeve is somehow involved in some sort of operation. This is your progress. Also, yes. Name of name of smuggler who we will go and find. Smuggler. Mm-hmm. And time when they will be at the location. And who is this smuggler? Uh, that would be Ronak Lightpounder. At the mention of the name Ronak Lightpounder, <laughs> a shadow flits across her features. Her brows furrow for a second. And you see her unconsciously bite her lower lip. Raunak. That slippery character. She catches herself, pulls herself together. Well, I would say you've got your work cut out for you then. Well, hang on. You you did the face thing there, sort of indicating you knew something. What can you tell us about Raunak? Far be it from me to do your job. But, but let me tell could, you. Oh. <laughs> you could help us. She waits for you to finish. Ali <laughs> waits for you to finish. <laughs> Raunak is not a man to be trifled with. We've had our problems with him in the past. But let me tell you something, he's not a clever individual. He's not witty. He's not the sort of man who we would normally have an issue with. If he's doing something, then it's something different. I'll tell you this. I cannot be involved or be seen to be involved or be seen to be anywhere near you but you need to make it to the mine as quickly as you can. Because I've heard stories that Raunak has been seen, seen in our mine, not two, three days ago. A man specifically banned from there, told never to set foot there again. But if you seek to take him on, you'll need your wits about you. Why was he uh, banned from from the mine? The man is a thug and a criminal and a usurper of the good people who work here. Do you not suspect he was part of the smugglers before? Ronak is a blunt instrument. He's not one normally for operating as part of a larger team, the sort of thing that a smuggler might attempt to do so if he's involved with this something has changed interesting do not worry we will be right off uh, off to hunt the fossils that is our cover story if anyone asks by the way Um, off to hunt the fossils in the ground um, right now thank you the archaeologists very well May I suggest, there is only one road to the mine. In fact, there is only one road, period, and it goes to the mine. That'll take you the best part of a day to walk there. Maybe longer, depending. However, there are trucks that go from the colony 
travel there. That would take you there much faster. But beware. If you should be spotted as the outsiders that you are, something may befall you on that trip. And she turns and leaves. Um, do you think we should get on a truck then? I think we should hide on a truck by the sounds of it. Hiding is the key word. Hide on truck? Yeah. Sneak? Sneak to truck? We should have done this in the middle of the night when it was dark. Sneak to truck! Jump into truck! Hide in truck. Maybe if we tucked ourselves in and wrapped our arms around our legs, they might think we're boulders. <laughs> yes. Maybe. You do not look like a boulder to me. Well, I mean, not like this. But if I do this, and I'll go into like a tucked position, and like hug my knees and then stick my... See, it's just like my bold head on top. I do I look like a boulder now? And I drew a craft of flower and put it on his head so that he's got a look. It's like, now you look like you've got a flower growing out. This bit could be maybe some kind of marble, maybe like limestone here. I don't know. It's What kind of flower have you druid crafted? A buttercup. A tiny buttercup. Tiny on buttercup. On the ah. huge bald head of this robed man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's lovely. Or like butter. <laughs> well, I don't okay. Um, <laughs> um, How uh, good are you at sneaking and hiding and pretending to be rock? I'm uh, okay at it. I'd say I'm pretty good at not being seen. I can um, I can do this, and I change my uh, screens to be like it still has to be clouds, but <laughs> like they're grey clouds, so like a bit closer to a rock than the like. Stars. So it's that not is, full chameleonic. It's chameleonic in environments that look like weather. Yeah, but grey. I'm just very grey right now. In yeah, fog, you could completely disappear. Mm. As so you could talk, anyone, it's fog, you but... hear the sounds of activity outside. You hear the rumble of engines and shouting, and then... The sound of wheels crunching their way in. To the, to the base. And did we see where the trucks were kept overnight? As in, they, they, so we, they're coming into the base now, so they must have been like, parked outside somewhere. Is that the idea? Uh, it, just know. to remind you, it is quite late on in the morning. You slept oh, until yeah. 11. Oh, yeah. We slept oh, yeah. Really <laughs> okay, yeah. Long. Okay, fine. It's like 11 a.m. So this is this. Could be their, even their second visit. Or... All right. Okay. Can I peek out the doorbell? So uh, Tenebris, very casually, is just going to lean out um, and work out what is uh, between us and the truck, sort of past the truck that we could look like we were going somewhere, how many people there are and on which sides, who's sort of looking at the truck. I want, I want to plot a route. Right. This is a complicated one. It's not just a simple perception check. I would say if what you're looking at is trying to work out a route, trying to plot a route, let's make it a Wait straight... A Actually, what Tenebris does is casually lean out the door. What's the weather like? You know, because I did my weather forecast. What I mean is, is it direct sunlight right now? Is there sun? It oh. is sunny. Okay, and then I'm just gonna like wince and like come back in. Are you okay, like... Tenebris? Yep, okay, but it's bright outside. Someone else just, uh, Infinity, will you look 
and the yes. look. Just but look really hard. What am I looking for? Uh, roots. Uh, we have to get roots. to truck like casually. Like roots like a plant? No, not no, not the plant roots. Uh, roots like a pathway. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Um, I will look out and try and see a good route to get right, to the truck. Infinity. Of the path variety. <laughs> not. You slide your head out of the door peeking around. You see in front of you, in the daylight now, the camp is well lit. Um, you can see that the colony pods between you and the main road, the only road, uh, are quite sparsely placed. This seems to be a, a slightly less dense part of the camp. You can see that there are lots of different ways that you could go through between the colony pods to find your way to the road. Where the truck is parked, what you see is one truck standing in the centre of the colony um, in front of a large blocky warehouse. Behind that warehouse you see silos, so big containment tanks. And you can see that there's activity going on. There's figures scurrying around the side of the truck. What exactly are you trying to work out? I am trying. So there's lot. I'm trying to see the like the most uh, hidden route, like shadows ducking behind um, silos or cabins, whatever the the best route for us to get there without potentially being noticed. Make an intelligence check. Just straight intelligence. Yeah, straight intelligence. Fourteen. 14. You scan the scene. You're just thinking about how you could blend into the background. Not necessarily about what the other people themselves are concentrating on. Mm. You see the shadows. The sun is high in the sky and the shadows are dark, black almost. because we're approaching midday, the shadows are not long. They look as though they might... You, maybe you could fit one person in that shade. And there is shadow behind all of the colony pods leading up to the truck. The shadow of the warehouse is much larger. What you do notice in terms of the busyness is that there are definitely a huddle of people working between the truck and the warehouse. There do not appear to be any people on the other side of the truck that you can see. Movers is shut. There's no other activity in the camp, as far as you can tell. So is there a way we could go out the other direction and sort of loop around to to, to reach the other side of the truck? You can certainly try. Thanks, Sally. I love that tone of voice. Great. I'll go back in. Um, so there aren't really very many shadows because the sun's uh, quite high up, but we could try and loop round the back maybe to get to the other side of the truck where there seems to be less activity. I think maybe while we are going there to that side, we uh, do not try and 
uh, walk on tiptoe, looking around like we are suspicious. I think we are we just very walk. casual. And then for the last part, we um, we try and make sure no one spots us actually going towards the truck. People in the camp know we're here. They just got to not exactly. know that we're going up there. But they, yes. if they are interested in us, they will be watching. So okay, well, so confident. Act casual. Got it. To the Act other side casual. of the road, maybe a little hide, then a hide onto the truck. Yes. Where in truck can we fit in back? Just open. I'll peek my head out again. Yeah. What kind of truck <laughs> is it? Is it like a covered truck or a big dumper? Yeah. What does the truck look like? Roll a perception check. Me. Mm, uh, I thought this was Infinity oh, yeah, doing yeah. it again. This is me. Oh, I didn't roll well, though. Uh, five you said me. Uh, that was clearly I should roll. Whoever's looking. Eleven. With an eleven, you can see that it's an open flatbed truck, but it is massive. The size of this thing is just... It's huge. You can see that the cab of the truck is a good four metres above the ground. These massive two-meter-wide uh, wheels, huge, uh, and that there is only one of these trucks currently in the camp. And the one that's there looks a little different from the ones that you saw last night. There are symbols, the pictures, graffitis all across it. Uh, it looks like it's been done with care to make this truck stand out. Well, it's very big and it's got some lovely pictures on it, but it might be quite noticeable. And this is the only truck? This is the only truck in the camp at the moment. Okay, let's just, just, let's just do some mental maths a second. So it takes about a day to walk to the mine and we would have approximately 12 hours to get there before the meeting. So, how do we think the truck goes at double walking speed? More than yeah, that, right? Yeah. And if how much more than that? Because I'm trying to work out: should we wait for a more inconspicuous truck? To turn? Why is the Will truck be being another conspicuous truck? relevant? The, the truck being conspicuous. Well, the fact the that it's you don't care doesn't... if people notice the truck as long as yeah, they don't notice us on it. But, like. but if it's a special kind of truck, it might get special treatment at the other end. Like I think that the person who owns this truck is well into their truck and have drawn pretty pictures on their truck. Um, I would say we hold that in our back pocket. We get up there. If someone spots us and it's the driver, we Threaten tell the them how nice their pretty, pretty pictures oh. are. Yes, I agree to never. And hope that. Oh, wait, we hold the truck ransom. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll chip sorry, the paint. Sorry, be in character. Oh, sorry. We could have this conversation in character. Uh, yes. And we did. Good, well good done. question, Bates. Good point. Thank you. Yes. Um, I think we should <laughs> try sneaking. If it doesn't work, then we try saying, hello, can we have lift, please? We like your truck. Okay, let's just, just give can... it a go. I don't think it's worth waiting for another truck. I don't think okay. so. Okay. After I that do... discussion, we did not just have. If, uh, <laughs> if they're not very nice, you know, sometimes people quite like me sometimes. So I can try something. Of course they will. Right, let's go. <laughs> explain casual. to me, explain to me the first part of this plan. What are you, what are you doing? 
We're going. Sorry, just seeing Charmony's goggles. I need to have my goggles on because it's very sunny. Oh, perfect. Sun protection, very important for eyes. Um, so I'm going to leave and turn away from where all the people are and try and loop around and take everyone around the back of the warehouse. But we're just walking like we're going somewhere. Very casual. I am so yeah. casual. So casual to the other side of the road, but not right up next to the truck. Just. Can I get a performance check from all of you, please? Oh, no. Do I still have the uh, buttercup on my head? Do I look like a Pikmin? Does he get a plus one because he has a buttercup on his Disguised as a flower. He walks through cow. Oh, I did well. If I stay perfectly still, they will think I'm a flower. Which is good, because I got a minus one. I got a 16. I got an 18. I got a... Minus two. 15. Well, we did well. For us, that's really pretty good. good. Yeah, there. For us, yeah. It won't last. <laughs> you could stride out confidently for the three of you. You take in the sights. You promenade around the camp. What a glorious day. How lovely <laughs> to finally arrive in Vow. Take a moment, one foot up on a rock, look out at the trees, breathe in the air. You continue your walk, chatting amongst yourselves looking out of the side of your eyes to see if anybody's watching. Not the and if front. Any... <laughs> Definitely not the front of the eyes. Of the front of the you eyes. can see more if it's just off the video. So. Yeah. <laughs> and if people were looking at you, they are not looking at you now. It's almost Ooh. as though the aggressive nonchalance with which you're walking has just annoyed <laughs> them to the point that they don't want to even engage with you. Aggressively inconspicuous. I like love the aggressive nonchalance. That's brilliant. <laughs> you make your way all the way around and now just to be clear about the sort of setup Movers for the bar is on the other side of the warehouse so you have now made your way all the way around to the back of Movers you are behind Movers in front of Movers is the road in which sits this truck with the engine idling and then on the other side of that is the warehouse and between the warehouse and the truck there's a lot of activity still going on. Can I just have a quick... I'm not going in and nosing around, but can I just see what I can see on the outside of the bar? If there's anything unusual. Any the good outside graffiti? Any more good graffiti, right? Well, no, graffiti. not so much, but like I'm looking for... I don't know if there's delivery that's been put around the back or any kind of... Any loot boxes? Yeah. <laughs> Make an investigation check. That's an at one. Excellent. <laughs> for a total of... Oh god. Um hang on, investigation. One, it's got a Oh two. Right, oh. <laughs> so it's, it's a plus one. It all counts. But not really. Not in this case. So, <laughs> <laughs> if it was negative, I would be hurt by trying to look at the building. You're so caught up in this unaccustomed feeling of getting away with a piece of performance, Uriel, that <laughs> you despite yourself, you you're enjoying it. You like this feeling of acting. Yeah. so-called acting and you think I'm a you know, flower. I'll, I'll break character just to see what I can see but really deep down you don't really want to you still want to be this nonchalant man no this nonchalant individual sorry so you cast a quick look at the back of the bar it's shaded it doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary there's a couple of what look like old kegs but that's all you see okay so, there's, so the way you just described it, there's activity between us and the truck now. No. no. There is oh, no we've gone around the other side, right. 
Yes. You are behind Movers. There's no activity between Movers and the truck. It's on the other side of the truck the activity is. Infinity, do you think we can um, climb up the back into the truck? I will look. Does it look like we could climb up the back into the truck? Well, or climb the up wheels the are roughly two meters, it seems. Uh, above that, it's about three meters up the side of the uh, flatbed container, and you can't see what's on the top of the truck mm-hmm. or in the container. Uh, in terms of whether it would be easy to climb, from this distance, you can see that it's dented, it's pockmarked, there might be handholds, but you can't quite tell from this distance. Um, Do you think infinity? Shall we try? Should we try and maybe make a distraction in another place? There is no one looking here, I thought. They are all other side. That's what true. Will distraction That's help. Okay. Um, let's get closer and see if... Because there might be people inside the truck. Let us go um, close and listen. Listen. Yes. We'll get closer. And the we'll gang look. sneaks up. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, now, quite casual walking. Just walking no, I think closer. I think now we should I think we'll we'll stealth see. right up to the truck. Okay. I think we should stealth. No, that's okay, not yes. the thing. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I think it's time to roll stealth check. <laughs> yes. I, I think we should not let anyone see us go to the truck, and we should okay. go and hide in the shadow of the truck. Okay, let's do that. Then listen out and see. Excellent. So you're going to sneak up to the truck and hide in the shadow of the truck. Yes. Right. The shadow of the truck falls on the other side. <laughs> well, next well, to the truck. However, there is, truck. <laughs> there is space between the wheels. This is a big truck. There are eight wheels on each side. It's a 16-wheeler. You could get into the shadow underneath the truck. That yeah. would be possible. Good okay. starting point. Yeah. Very keeping, well. Keeping ear out for truck starting and to go forward. Can you all roll stealth for me, please? Yeah. Yes, we can. Oh, God, guys. Oh, oh. So I went nest then. Um, that's a 20 for me. Ooh, Artificial. Good. Well done. Well done, you. I've got a 17. I've got an 11. I've got 10. Keeping to the shadows around the side of Movers, you sneak forwards through the grass. You feel uh, the soft wind from the mountainside over your skin. You listen out, you hear the chatter of uh, people working on the other side. Oh, move it to the left, to the left. The sounds of rocks being dislodged and moved. The rumble of the engine of the truck. It's quite noisy. You keep as quiet as you can, the grass muffling the sounds of your footsteps. You get to the edge of the bar and you look out into the street. You see a couple of people around the edge of the truck, but they look like they're concentrated on their work. You wait for a second when there's no one at the back of the truck doing the unloading. And you scrape across the ten yards or so of dirt between you and the truck. Tenebris, you run, looking around. You make it between the wheels 
first, safe. It looks like no one's seen you. Uriel, behind her, looking back constantly at Infinity to see that she's all right. Infinity. You set yourself. You know how to do this. Your friends need you to do it. You run, trying to keep as stealthily as possible, trying to avoid all the little tiny mud patches or the holes in the ground. You put one metal foot down and it slips. Your balance slightly rocks and there's a hand catching you, Uriel. You take her hand and help her under the wheels. Seems like you've all made it undetected. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Uriel. Um, You're all right. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, I'm fine. Sorry, I'm not I'm not very good at um, being quiet, really. Like, I'm very shiny and, well, they're screens, so they glow, kind of, so... You'll adapt. Um, you, you, you did it good this time. You'll do better next time. Thank you. I'll assume that conversation was whispered. <laughs> really quietly. <laughs> you did very well. <laughs> Infinity, uh, the sake of levels in the podcast <laughs> okay out loud welcome to asmrpg yes. what up everyone we can take the whispers for granted i think for now <laughs> as you're crouched there beneath the wheels uh, not beneath the wheels between the wheels beneath the bed of the truck you smell the petrol fumes it's hot there's hot oil evaporating off of it there's almost the smell of burning the metal itself radiates heat and you especially, Uriel, having worked with metal your whole life, you can tell this is cheap, put together quickly for a purpose. It's strong, but it is not high quality. On that point, this is, I guess, like a point of order type thing. So we're running the different classes as sci-fi equivalents, obviously, and I'm um, going dwarves, uh, like he's a dwarf monk. Right. Normally, so normally you get... Uh, stone cunning as a rule which is like you, you know you get the plus five to intelligence on stonework do we want to count that as for this purposes like robotic Definitely. components mechanical components okay that is an nice. excellent that's like excellent that. point that's great so let's say because of your background and because of this particular racial feature we call it in original dnd but we're not doing race this year you have that same plus five bonus for metalwork so any kind of metalwork you want to examine, you can get a plus five intelligence on it. I don't think it's plus five stone cunning though. On my on my sheet it says plus five. Oh, but that's fine. That's just because they've added some stuff already. But that's right. So it, is, that plus it will your change on your it will change on your character sheet. It's, uh, okay. it's, I think it's double your proficiency bonus. I play a dwarf in another thing. Uh, double your, plus one, I think maybe. Yes, yeah, so that would be your natural intelligence plus double your proficiency bonus. Oh, I see. Right, so yeah. plus but when your proficiency goes up, it will increase by two. Nice. Right, this is cheap stuff. D&D facts. <laughs> <laughs> All of you crouched beneath this flatbed truck. What are you going to do? Uh, uh, listen very carefully. Infinity, maybe when there is silence, you can stick your head around back when there is no one around back and see if we can climb in from back. Yes, if, if we don't hear anyone above. Yes. Yes. I'm listening. <laughs> Scanning. Beep, beep, beep. And you're listening for the sound of voices. 
people mm-hmm. working around the truck. Yeah, uh, above in the truck, so in uh, above where we are. Right. Yeah, you hear uh, the occasional sound of footsteps, the sound of a, a, a flatbed being brought up, loaded up. Left, you hear lots of swearing, lots of people shouting at each other. God, oh, just make sure you just load it up properly this time. My foot absolutely caned your arse. I tell you what, hey, one time, on it goes. You wait for another 15, 20 minutes, and you hear specifically a voice. Well, actually, roll me a perception check. See what you hear. Yeah. Can't be that bad this time. It's not 23. You put your ear up to the actual flat of the metal, attune yourself to the vibrations within it, and you can hear the sounds of their voices actually surprisingly well. You hear one voice go, That's the last of it, isn't it? I'm glad we don't have to do this track again, for sure. You hear another voice, Yeah, these people, uh, I don't know how they float, isn't it? And then, as they leave, you hear the sound of pistons. We have to the go. screech. We have to go. We have to go. <laughs> and the noise seems to be coming from the back of the truck. Though, so, oh, they're closing. Clear, the back of the flatbed was down. We go. And it, it seems like it's now lifting up. Okay. I'm gonna grab the other two and just <laughs> I'm gonna say anything. try and like run and get out and try and climb up into the truck. Explain- on the flatbed, if it's on the floor, get on the flatbed and then try and like leap into the truck. Right. So the flatbed, the lowered piece of the flatbed, you are going to get on that and then ride that up yes. into the storage um, part right. of the truck. But so probably not just stand on it, riding it. Like the minute it's at a place where I can like grab on and like pull myself and in. Get in. Do that. I'm pulling those two with me. <laughs> and the rest right. of do you follow? Yes. Yeah. Slightly alarmed, just suddenly yanked along. Like, okay. All right. We need to go right now. Are you being stealthy? Yeah. 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 Half, kind half of. Like, to the point of like. I think we should be stealthy. I think yeah. that, that that mechanical thing will take long enough that even at going half speed to be stealthy, we'll still yeah. make it in time. I agree. We'll use your stealth rolls from before uh, because oh. it's not yeah. been long. Okay. And you peek your head out behind the back of the truck. The sunlight is bright. It's almost blinding off the, the uh, shining off the metal uh, where it's not scored and scratched. You wait, you wait. The flatbed is slowly rising. You still hear the sound of conversations behind it. One person appears from the other side of the truck, still talking, a tall woman uh, with stubble and long braided orange hair. She looks down at the ground. Ah. I can't believe it. I must have left it somewhere. I must have. Oh, you seen that? Have you seen it, Ali? Uh, looks behind the other side of the truck. You hear a muffled. And the woman turns around and goes back. At this point, can you all roll an athletics check to see if you can get up 
on top of the flatbed to get in. Oh no. Nah. Did, oh, she, say, did she say the name Ali? Yeah, Ali Thunder and Socks. Ali, yeah, okay. Oh, was it Ali? There was Ali Thunder Sock. Yeah. Thunderstock. That was a real character, wasn't it? No. Yeah. I mean, we've made it. Uh, I got a fortune. That's a 20. Also. That's a 20. That's a 20. Jesus Christ. Fucking shit balls. <clears throat> that's a zero. <laughs> 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 Full on. It wasn't a nat one, if that makes it any better. Oh, wow. Okay. You're real. <laughs> you are on this, up this flatbed like a rat up a drain pipe. You're in there and then. <laughs> Into crouched stance, ready. You form a boulder, almost, almost too boulder-like. You worry that maybe they'll come and get you, as though you've been a piece of ore that should have been taken off. Infinity, you scramble up behind him. It's a pretty easy thing to do. You just gotta lift yourself up. You both look behind you. Tenebris isn't there. Tenebris, you set yourself. Raise your hands, grip onto it, and you realise you have almost no upper body strength. <laughs> you clutch onto the flatbed as it lifts. You're lifted up. Oh from, god! Oh, if I can, can I try? And, and your grab arms that? are completely straight. You're just <laughs> gripping onto the, th and then you let go, and you fall no. into the grass below. Do we see her fall? You don't see her come up. <laughs> the truck's not moving, though, right? Going. No, no the truck isn't moving yet. Tenebris. I want to, like, <laughs> try and stick my head around the side, not in between the truck and the flatbed, just to be clear, because you will decapitate me and I'm not having it. So, like, and I just, just over the side and, like, try and... Tenebris. What are you trying to do? <laughs> see Tenebris. <laughs> see where she's gone. Oh, yes, you see her. She's lying flat on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. Reach my hand out. <laughs> like several meters up though, right? You are about you're two and a half meters up now. So with your hand, that would be about two meters. Your hand would come down to two meters from the floor. Uriel, hold my feet. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm gonna like dive down and hope that Uriel can hold me as I try and craft an Everest. I can reach. I could reach you, but I. Let's, I'm gonna... before, before you do anything, Tenebris, before you do that, make another athletics check. Because you're working okay. together, we'll say with advantage, uh, and Uriel, you're making it because you're holding on to Infinity. Make it with advantage. I'm also going to try and semi- Infinity, actually, sorry, before we go on, mm. uh, how heavy are you? <laughs> oh, oh, that's very rude. That's um, very <laughs> pertinent. Is what I it actually is. didn't write anything down, but made of um, metal. Metal, so quite got to be heavier heavy. than, a, yeah. than a human. Let's. I mean, she looks. I'm very lender, but let's say two hundred pounds. How much? Is that? So heavy, is. and I'm quite strong. Let's see if you are. Uh, that was a twenty-two. Sorry, I have said such a heavy you number. really are. You feel infinity give you her weight and you're equal to it. You assume uh, horse stance. Horse. <laughs> Hands out in front, clutching the ankles. You lower her down, the sweat dripping off your brow, truly feeling like you were meant to complete this task. Infinity, you are now upside down <laughs> and you could easily reach Tenebris now if you want. I grab her. I... I... 
reach out. I'm grabbing Infinity. I'm also looking for um, footholds on on the edge of the truck to kind of semi walk myself up as I'm grabbing her. You are um, hanging off the back of the flatbed, so you're basically oh, just oh we're right off the back. There. Oh, sorry. Okay, I thought we were okay. Uh, um, in that case, yeah, fine. I'm just I'm just going for the for the grab. I rolled an athletics check with advantage. I rolled the same you number. You do not get advantage. Oh, I don't get advantage. Oh, they you got don't. advantage. Sorry, I, I misunderstood. Why? Yes, so explain how you help. I, I hold her. <laughs> Literally <I'm> pulling. Right. <laughs> okay, yes, fine. Then advantage, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So um, what was about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I rolled the same number with advantage on both of them. Um, the number was a four, and I have a minus two. Two athletics. Oh, so man. that's two. Which is well, two meta than last time. Weak like a baby duckling. <laughs> a baby duckling. The smallest of all ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> the tension of the moment has really got to you, Tenebris. You just can't. You're like linguini. Cooked, cooked linguini. The flatbed continues to rise. Tenebris. And infinity you are being pulled away from tenebris who just appears unable to grab onto you and all of you here now the engine starts to rev infinity could you like craft a a a plant underneath her or something not really no i don't not a good one (laughs) (laughs) yeah like a blade of grass would you like a buttercup Um, As you're saying this, the flatbed continues to rise, and now it has reached the bed of the rest of the truck. Am I still touching Zenebris? No, no. You are being you are being pulled away from her. She has just I, not made contact. I'm gonna pull the um, cord from around my waist that I've been using as like a belt, and the robes are just gonna start flapping freely. Oh no! Cast the <laughs> like one hand, like take this. I'm going to pass the cord down to Infinity. That would involve... No. You would have to let go of Infinity with at least one hand to do that. Uh, Also, I'm the problem here. The problem is that I haven't got the strength to hold on, so it's not about reaching, is it? I thought that now we couldn't reach you, though. Well, bring me up. Unhelpful. Uriel, bring me up. (laughs) And then (laughs) try and lasso her. (laughs) That doesn't sound safe. But I'm, I'm not there, so yeah, go for it. As you're talking through this new lassoing plan, the flathead... <laughs> it reaches the point of flatness, and then it starts to go diagonal. It's becoming the back of the truck. It's lifting and lifting, so you are both now standing on an increasingly steep surface, having this conversation, and starting to lose sight on Tenebris. Right, I want to lasso Tenebris. I use my belt and try and lasso Tenebris. Let's assume that your belt is long enough to do that. You have a rope. <laughs> it looks long in the artwork. Can we say, you know how most people get a rope in D&D when they start? Can we just say that he's, his belt is his rope and it's like super long? Yes, you have 100 <laughs> feet of belt, which you are now going to deploy as a lasso. Yeah, that's fine. Do I get a you... bo- like, can I do this with advantage if I yee-haw while I do it? <laughs> I will. I you will. You have a hat. You have to do it <laughs> quietly. You have to whisper advantage. the yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> I believe in you. Roll. This is a complicated skill challenge, which we're going to boil down to 
getting the knot, unless you have a background as a cattle rancher. Can I um, druid craft like vines to like help tight keep the knot? Like, although we want it to lasso, so actually ignore that. I don't do that. Okay. That would be a bad lasso. If it just... I have no experience in knots. <laughs> Excellent. Then roll me a dexterity check. I mean, presumably, if I've been putting this thing on, taking it off all the time, I'd know how to do at least one knot. Um, right, dexterity check. Here it comes. You're not an idiot. You know how to, like, put a bit of rope into a knot. Artificial 20. Another one. Nice. You're on fire. It's a plus five to that one, to be fair. You look at the rope. You think, simple, simple stuff. I just do this and this, and your fingers flick through, and you have a loop at the end. You exactly sure how you did it but it feels right it feels taut you have the rope the next part of the skill challenge is quite simply you can easily drop the rope down to tenebris on the floor what is harder is keeping your balance as the flatbed becomes more and more and more vertical i will infinity try. can you brace me yeah i will try and like can i get is it possible for me to get onto the truck and like brace Uriel? You can stand in the the bed of the truck yeah. and hold Uriel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's Make a strength check. Mm-hmm. You can be athletics if you want. Makes you probably a difference, but it's an eighteen. Without issue, you set your feet and you hold uh, this your new friend, this strange monkish individual with his ass somewhat <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> you got a great view like back there. <laughs> It's like Titanic. But. Exactly. The wind from the mountains comes down over there, and it's and it's more windy up here. You're a little bit higher, and it flaps. Oh God! And his his rope is open. It flaps everywhere, oh, no. and it's like a flag. The robe that is. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's let's try and yeehaw our way out of the situation. The last, you can easily lower the rope, unless you're trying to chuck the rope, you can definitely lower it down to Tenebris without issue. So, I'd imagine this is like kind of throwing <laughs> it down and helping her up, basically. Like, she's going to grab onto it and then I will assist her. It's a big loop, right? My yeah. understanding of... The reason you have to roll a dexterity check to get the loop is because a lasso loop will close automatically. My understanding is that you've done a lasso route so that you can lasso Tenebris so she doesn't have to actually hold on to it. I think that's okay, a really yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do that then. So I'm gonna try Should and... not have told you that. Okay, so you lower it down. Tenebris as it comes down. Are so, you... so Tenebris has, has just been standing there while this has been happening, like just sort of looking around, like um, like thinking that any minute someone is, is She's going to come around the corner, like, looking slightly panicked. At one point, just sort of like, oh, no, no. And, and then seeing this rope uh, come down, uh, I, I would like to um, essentially try and... I would, I'd kind of like to try and sit in it. Like, all the bits of me to be in the rope somewhere around my bum would be good. So I'm going to try and, like, head Tenebris. through it so that I'm not holding any of my own weight on my hands. I'm just... Well, I am a little bit, but... Only the t- I mean, only the top half of my body. The loop comes down. You see the bald pate of your new monkish friend looking out over the top, his burly arms lowering this rope. <laughs> the truck starts to truck starts to judder in front of you. 
exhaust in your face. It's hot, it stings your nostrils. But the rope is there, it's in front of you. You slide it onto the floor, pull it up uh, past your legs, place your bum in it, and give it your weight. Of course, you don't know that the loop is designed to tighten, so it tightens up, <laughs> trapping your waist. And you are firmly held by the rope. Okay, okay. I'm not being squeezed to death or anything. No, no, no. It's, it's not going to cut you in half. Good. Although, mm, anyway, <laughs> don't... <laughs> right, you have Tenebris on the end of a piece of a lasso. Just like a land a anchor belt. at this point. And as that happens, very slowly, the oh wheels start to turn. God. Pull, pull, and get the oh truck starts to move forwards. Pull the rope up! Up you come! I want to help him pull the rope up. When you initially described it, Ali, I thought the noise you were making was the noise that Uriel was making. <laughs> like he was holding on going... <laughs> like, just like the strain of trying to hold her. I sound like a World War One general, like just indignantly reacting to something. Okay. I'm clinging, I'm clinging to the rope. Excellent. Come on. Well, Uriel, make a, an athletics check with advantage to pull Tenebris up. Now, chat has control. noticed there is a positive correlation between the amount of chest hair on show and how well I'm rolling. <laughs> so, just see how this is take going. Take a shirt off at the, at the like dramatic finale where we need the good number. Right. Okay. If this if if this is a bad first roll, I'm just gonna have to undo another button. Hang on. Right. First roll is. Ooh. Ah. Uh, that's a 17. Do it again. Do the other one. Roll Final the other one. one. Is less. Is worse than that. We're gonna go with 17. Final answer. Bang. <laughs> you clench the rope between your padded, gnarled hands. They, the skin stands white out on your knuckles. You brace yourself against the back of the flatbed. Infinity beneath him, your grip tightens on the rope. You pull, start to pull. Tenebris, you feel yourself being lifted off the floor. You're swinging slightly underneath the bed of the truck and you're being pulled up, up, up. It's working, but it's slow going. You spin slightly as the truck starts to speed up. Dong, dong. Your head bangs against the thing. As the truck moves, you start to go past figures. <laughs> figures who have been working to unload the truck. At first, no one seems to notice you. Then a small person you can't tell if they're a man or a woman. Completely bald. Otherwise. Catches sight of you and narrows their eyes. <laughs> they reach out and tug the shirt sleeve uh, of the person I, before next they, to Before they do that, can I just try? Just like taking one hand off the rope and being like... <laughs> can I just try? Roll, roll a persuasion <laughs> check. The people on the podcast, she put a finger to her lips yes, in a did. shush motion. <laughs> I did, thank you. I'm very, I'm very persuasive. Um, that was a 25. Yes. What? <laughs> now she rolls well. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> hanging, rotating slowly in the breeze. With the exhaust clouds rising behind you, 
you manage to retain a sense of dignity. As you put your finger to your lips, the ball figure stops just before they grab the shirt sleeve of the person next to them. They nod in appreciation. Can that's like you've got yourselves in a fucked up situation. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Your day's gone bad shit. enough as it is. Oh, and as the truck starts to pick up speed, Infinity and Uriel, you manage to haul Tenebris over <sighs> the lip of the truck and in to the main carrying bed. Around you rise uh, the walls, and they're about two and a half maybe three meters high, very heavily armored. And from inside, it judders. It's quite difficult to stand up. There's little bits of uh, shards of rock. It's broad, it's deep. There's a fine mineral dust that seems to coat the inside of, of this, of the, the, the cargo part of the truck. On the, the other end, so the end of uh, the flatbed where the... Uh, I have lost the word. Where the cab of the truck is, there is a ladder leading up on out of the uh, flatbed uh, and onto the top of the truck. Is there a window in the back of the cab? You can't see from here. You can, but you all you can see is the ladder. You can't see over the top of the okay. of the sides of the flatbed. Tenebris, uh, I'm glad you made it. Could I get my belt back, please? It's quite cold. Um, <laughs> please. Thank you. That was... Thank you. Uh, God, it's alright. We've got to stick together, you know? Yes, Uriel helped me. We helped you. So, um, eventually we'll help you, Uriel. Yes, well, you mean you helped me by just being a... a, a something to aspire to, but that's... Oh, no. um, I'm sure that there'll be more practical ways of helping in the future, and that'd be great to know that you've got my, my back. I did have your back. I held you when you were, you were trying to lift... Then we're all even. Oh. As you talk, you feel the truck slowing down. And then you hear the sound of creaking, a sound that you've heard before. It's the sound of the gates of the colony opening. Some muffled shouts... And then slowly the truck begins to pick up speed again. As you stand or sit at the bottom of this flatbed, the dust is starting to be kicked up. The road is rough and it's jolting you around. And above you, because all you can see uh, really is the sides of these flatbeds and this rectangle of space above you where the sky is. Above you, you start to see trees huge, huge treetops. And as you pick up speed, they start to whip past over the top of the flatbed. The engine is roaring now, steadily. And you're moving, not fast, but certainly a lot quicker than you would be if you'd been walking. Uriel, would you, would you help me, give me a boost? I'd like to see the tree. Oh, uh, uh, of course. I just want to, like, like stand on his shoulder. Boulder! <laughs> <laughs> you can just stand on my shoulder. <laughs> Look over the top of the flatbed if I'm tall enough to, but just try and see as much of the trees and, like, the world go by as I possibly can. Absolutely. You crane your head out, out 
over the lip of the flatbed. Around you, you see the forest. Huge pillars, column-like trees. Speeding past you, these massive trunks. The darkness of the forest spreading out in the space between them. The undergrowth is lush, it's thick. Uh, you can see ferns lining the forest floor. There's, uh, s there are moments when you see corridors uh, appear between uh, the trees and you see deeper into the woods and you see dappled lighting falling down, breaking through the canopy of the tree. Where you are, it seems like uh, there has been a cutting through the tree line. Where the road is, there don't appear to be any trees, and the light is coming in through that. So the, the sunlight falls on you directly now in the flatbed, but as you look between the trees, you see the dappling, you see the shafts of light piercing the canopy. There, is it coming from like directly above, so there's nowhere like in this flatbed truck to hide in a, in a shade? There's just... certainly not enough shade to try and hide in shade. Mm. Uh, the branches whip past you. Uh, they, the lower ones bang, pound against the top of the truck. As you're holding on, poof, uh, a particularly low-hanging one uh, catches uh, the roof of the cab and snaps off. Um, shards of rock rattle around inside. It's noisy, it's loud. The sound of the engine almost uh, drowns out your thoughts. It's difficult to make yourself heard, shouting to each other above the din. Um, and the stench of the fuel fills your nostrils. You can't smell any of the trees. You can only smell the raw uh, engine of this truck. What would you guys I, like to do? I just get, uh, after, a, after a fair few minutes, so, Yuri, are you okay? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> You're actually quite heavy. Um... Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I'll get up. It's uh, just... Ferns were always my favourite, so... Uh, so, were you, you... You did plants specifically? Like, what... what, what which, which species did you plant? I, well, I don't know. I don't even know if this was me. I just... It's beautiful. I hope it was. Next time, maybe you can make a, a underground road. Uh, less... <laughs> oh, I don't think I make road. I don't think I know oh. how to make a road. Oh. I think they must have cut down some trees that potentially I grew to make the road, but that's it fun. It would be better if less sun, you know, more underground. Is, sun? Is, yes. Tenebris, you, being especially attuned to the light and feeling the heavy beating of the sun on you, you suddenly sense shadow. Yay! But it's there for a millisecond over you. Dragon. Don't give him <laughs> ideas. Don't even, <laughs> don't even mate. Slide. Like, he'll do it. Um. Oh, uh, infinity. What is? Was is there anything in the sky? Uh, look up. Roll a perception check. 14. You look up into the sky, the sun beating down, 
wispy white clouds and a black silhouette. Small. You can see wings. You can see. It looks like a bird. You scan your memory banks. That's what a bird looks like. I think there's a bird up there. All right. The sky looks like this, and I'll change my screens to match the sky just because I'm so happy. Tenebra's like peering through the goggles, like avoiding looking up, like looks at Infinity's panels. He's like, it is, um, would be better if maybe more darkness? Oh, okay. I'll make the clouds darker. <laughs> no, I mean as... the actual sky. Oh, <laughs> why would you put us in a baking hot environment with no shade? <laughs> as you look up to check the sky matches your panels, you see the shadow again, but it's bigger. Oh, a bigger bird. <laughs> it's the same shape. Just bigger. <laughs> Immediately, a dead bird falls into the center of the truck. Oh, um, oh, I'm. Does it appear to be circling us? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. As you watch it, it becomes larger. Oh. And larger. Oh. You run a quick scan. <laughs> There appears to be no bird that you are aware of. Albatrosses is... are quite large, uh, but... I'm... Are there any birds that naturally prey on trucks? <laughs> Not that I'm aware what of. about bats? Where I'm from, there are no bats. As you have it's this conversation, <laughs> you hear... Clang! Uh, bang, and you hear the sound, I'm going, I'm going, don't worry about it, I'm going, I'm going! And you hear dunk, 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 as feet come up the side of the cab. And a figure appears on top of the cab. Up there, all you can see is a head. It ducks down occasionally, starts busy with things. Except for you, Infinity, you look over and you can see on top of the cab, there appears to be some sort of mounted weapon. Oh, God. It's quite big, and this figure is fiddling with it. As you look over, they turn, see you. Hello. Oh, God! Wait, no, we're not, no, we're not wait, going to hurt wait, you. We just. What's that thing? You shout to make yourself heard. It's very difficult. They don't appear to be able to hear you. What's that they thing? They turn. <laughs> Climb all the way back down into the cab. Oh, um, um, well, there was someone. They seemed worried. There's a gun on the top, I think, of the uh, of the truck. I'm going to start climbing the ladder. All right. Without issue. As you reach the top of the ladder, Tenebris, another head pokes its way up from the cab side, followed by the muzzle of a short, nasty-looking pistol. Oh! Now! I don't want any fighting here. We'll deal with you after we've dealt with that. That makes sense. And the character points up, and you see above you a vast wingspan. An enormous bird. Huge. Looks... As though it might have once been the sort of bird like, that, that humans would be familiar with, but now 
It's colossal. The beak, vast, knobbly. The wings stretching outside like huge light solar sails from satellites. And the claws hanging down like bulbous claws. (laughs) 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 Ali, have you watched Rain of Fire recently by any chance? And you can see that, well, you can't see any color because it's still silhouetted against the sun. And as you look, you hear speeding through the forest, the trees zooming, flying past you, branches clattering over the top of the truck, jiggling up and down over the rough, uneven road, and this huge silhouette coming closer and closer towards you. How how big is the void, or the flying creature, with the saying bird? Roll a perception check. With pleasure. Oh! God, this whole correlation between chest hair and rolling is very true. Um, Thank you, Take your shirt off. No, wait, wait, save it for the important moment. Uh, perception, that's a 20, artificial 20. You look Another up. one. Yeah. And Uriel, you are practiced at calculating the size of large flying objects. Something that you do often. You look up, you compare it to the vehicles that you've seen, and instantly your brain pops out a number. This thing is maybe 250 feet wide. Vast wingspan. What? Two hundred fifty feet. Like eighty meters. How much is that compared to like a house? How big's your house? Uh, I would say. Several. That's just a good point. I don't know. How big is it in terms of a football pitch? Uh, That sounds about the size of a jumbo jet. Yes, I would say it's about the size (laughs) of a seven four seven. What? That would be a good. Oh, I need to close my window. I just realised I was trying to cool the room off. <laughs> Optimum football field. I Google soccer to make sure we got the right one. Is 360 feet long, so it's almost as long as a football. Field. The size of a plane. It's huge. I mean, that is ridiculously huge. It is coming at you. Is this individual in front of me still pointing a gun at me, or as they've said that, are they kind of looking like they're going to focus elsewhere? As they say that. They uh, pull themselves up onto the top and they hold out their hand. Get up here! We're gonna sort whatever this is out later. Now, look, you! And then as they pull you up, they look down into the cargo. And you know what? It's a good thing you got friends. Come on, all of you, get up here, get up here! <laughs> I'll climb the ladder. Ah, this is great. Hello. Hi. You yeah. see, uh, as uh, you're jolting along through the track, catching hold of the top of the cab to try and uh, keep your balance. You see uh, a woman wearing heavy goth makeup. Her hair stuck up all over the place. It's stuck out. It looks like it's been gelled or stuck there in some place. The left half of her body is completely splintered with small metal rods. It's almost like a scaffolding that runs uh, around the, her left-hand side but it's movable, so as she can move her limbs uh, and the scaffolding moves with her. Uh, uh, off the scaffolding hang little tiny bits of tools, um, little magnetic things, chains attached to it, and a lot of kind of jewelry, strange looking uh, s- symbols and little artifacts and stuff. She moves quite stiffly, 
but she's grabbing hard on top of the, the cab. She looks you up and down, and she cracks a massive smile. You know what? I don't think I've ever been as glad to see another few floaters in town. Now look, do any of you, any of you, have anything that could deal with something like that? Uh, I don't think no. so. No, I don't think so. Nothing at all. Fat lot of goods you lot are. <laughs> and she reaches what over. Typical D and D party, I must say. She Just reaches like over to this mounted gun turret. Right. Well, I need one of you to help me with this. The other two of you, if you're as useless as you say, get in the cab. Uh, I'll give you a hand with the machine. Please be careful. Uriel, you follow this woman and she starts uh, unlocking different parts of the machine, pulling bits down and starts unfolding what looks to be a long, um, flat plate with a groove in the centre of it. Around the edges of the plate, you see her pull out boxes. And as she flicks them each on, you hear a hum. You get closer to it to look and see what it is. Whoa, 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 don't go near that. Don't go near that, my friend. I see you're not entirely human as well. And she taps the metal parts of your arm. You get anywhere to that, this thing's gonna fling you right up into the sky. Do not touch those bits. And she points down at the roof of the cab where are strapped various pieces of old scrap, essentially, is what it looks like. Um, there's a, a, an old piston, there's a bit of what looks like a prosthetic leg, there's a shard of old rusty metal all attached to the top of the uh, cab. That is what we put in this. It's... As that... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, I was going to be out of character anyway. So, carry on. As that is happening, um, she points to you two, um, Tenebris and Infinity. Go on! If you're not going to help up here, get down in there! And points to the cab. Tenebris, you should go. But don't you go first! I might be able to help if anyone gets hurt. Is there, can I um, look look at the route to get to the cab? Um, is there anywhere, like, if I start climbing down towards the cab, could I stop halfway such that I wouldn't be visible to the people on top or the person driving? Or is it just like literally you right there? absolutely try. It is... What you see as you inch your way over and look down, yeah, yeah. craning your neck over, is a series of rungs uh, yeah. welded onto the side of the cab. The door begins about a meter below you, so then okay, okay. roughly a meter along the top of the cab, along the side of the cab, before you would start reaching the door and the windows there. Okay, that's fine. Um, in that case, um, I'm going to carefully clinging to these bits of metal on the side of this rumbling, moving truck, climb down. Um, can I um, sort of lean down towards, lean down to the window before I get there 
and see who's in there. You are holding onto the rungs on the side of a truck, attempting yeah. to hold yourself in place as the truck jiggles and smashes around as the wind whips past you and the occasional bit of branch and leaf just catches you on the shoulder. Roll yeah. an athletics check oh, for me. Oh no. Well, this went well before, so I can only Which means it will go well this time. <laughs> statistics. It didn't go well before, Simon. I was yeah. Just... Statistically, it is. Oh, okay. 13. You hug yourself the knowledge that the last time you tried to do anything like this, it went awfully. The fear, the adrenaline coursing through your system. Your knuckles whiten on the rungs and you hold yourself in and keep yourself attached to the side. And although you feel yourself being dragged away, you grip on and you look inside uh, the cab. What you see in there is... The first thing you see is a glittering orange mohawk. The window is chipped, scarred. It's actually quite difficult to see things, but that's the first thing you make out, hair in this massive mohawk, glittering orange. As you peer in closer, roll me a perception check. Um, can't, uh, is, it, is it still at disadvantage because it is still bright here? Absolutely. Five. Jiggling around, being thrown all over the place. It's very difficult to see through the scarred pane of this reinforced glass. You see the mohawk, you, there's a shadow of a, a face underneath it, and a, a, almost a figure you can make out crouched over something, but, but that's it. Um, okay. Infinity, mm. what are you doing while this is happening? I'm gonna stay up the top, um, behind the gun. Well, but it, it, the woman turns around, looks at you, I and smiles tell. another huge smile. Ah, so you're in it for the top, are you? Always oh, good to have another hand. Let's yes, see I if we can so. find something. It's going to make a difference, eh? Maybe. And as that happens, you hear <laughs> coming from above and behind you. Oh, my Tenebris. This is terrifying. Look for a door handle or a hole. The window's closed. Ah, how do I get in? Ah! There is a door handle. Oh, it's good. easy to see. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> she's just screaming gonna... on the side of the truck. <laughs> ah! It's right, right next to you. Okay, one hand on the run. The other hand opening the door. Yes, with the athletics roll that you oh, already yeah. made, you can do that. You managed to force the door open and just tumble in onto the floor of the cab. Hello! The first thing... to <laughs> <laughs> be rude. It's a fantastic entrance. Hello! <laughs> you are on the floor of the cab. In front of you, you can see three huge pedals. And on top of those pedals, a massive... No. A small, but very, <laughs> a, <laughs> but also <Imagine>. massive, <laughs> heavy. Let me just, let me just it explain. Has, it's small, but it has great density. <laughs> it yes, is, Simon. it is a black leather boot with <clears throat> silver buckles on it. The boot itself is quite slim. The sole of the boot 
is massive. It's a good half a foot lift there. And that is crushed into what you assume is the accelerator. Okay. You look up, attached to the boot, you see a leg, <laughs> and attached to the leg, a body, and on top of that, the glittering orange mohawk, hunched over a huge steering wheel. They look down, see you there, you wave? <laughs> I wave, I just, yeah, I just give them, after my hello, I just like give them a little wave. And they smile. And what you see, instead of teeth, oh. saw blades ah! okay. stuck around the inside of the mouth. Ooh. Ali, can you come up with a character that isn't horrifying for once? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this this person is gaunt. They're beautiful. And they look down at you and say, Help you will. Very, very glad. And put down a hand to lift you up. You take it and are pulled up onto the passenger seat. Right, at this stage, um, we have three, each of the party are in a different location. We will go through each person in order to work out what you do at each stage of this terrifying <laughs> truck ride. Truck ride from hell. To be on the inside of the truck. I, I thought for some reason that'd be like, oh great, character development, we could sit in the bed of the truck and talk. Have a chat, get yeah, to know each other again. No, oh, dragon attack! <laughs> Not a dragon. So, the first thing that happens. <sighs> You don't hear anything. The strangest part of this is this huge shadow, this vast creature appears to move with almost complete silence. It glides through the air and it drops down so it's just scudding over the tops of the trees. These trees are tall, very, very tall. So it's still a fair distance away from you. But it looks down and you can see its yellow eyes lock on to the truck. Uriel, you first. What would you like to do? So I'm... Is there like a seat for this weapon? Is this is this on like a pin tool? How, how is it attached? The weapon, now that it has been created, is, as you saw before, a flat plate. So a sort of... Uh, yeah, exactly. Like a flat plate which is angled upwards. Within that plate there is uh, a trench and then around the sides of the plate, moving all the way up the length of it, are these strange boxes that are humming. At the bottom, there appears to be a sort of loading box. Underneath that, there is a stool and two handles. As you take all this in, the woman next to you turns and says, you ever use one of these? Uh, can't say I have. You know what? Me neither. <laughs> oh, good. Let's go. <laughs> How do you fancy your chances? Uh, I'll shoot you load. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. 
and they uh, lean down and start busying themselves, pulling out one of these strange bits of twisted old metal and, and loading it into the loading bay. Right, you are sat on the stool. You reach out, touch the handles. As you pull to either side, you hear and the turret turns quite slowly uh, in which direction you pull it. On top of the levers is one big red button. Uh, I'm gonna, okay, I'm just gonna go out there and say this right now. The temptation to put myself in the rut and fire myself like a magic missile. <laughs> already there. Like I'm not going to do it because it would be character suicide. But my God, I want to. I really, really want to. Really, really want to. Right. Be a shooting star. Like. Um. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna mount up. I'm gonna try and pull the gun around and point it at the, uh, the large bird. We can't keep calling it Big Bird. I feel like we need to have a name for this thing. For this... What colour is the bird, actually? Because now it's closer. Can we see what colour it is? Roll a perception check. Uh, perception. Oh, God. I can never find this. Yeah, uh, 12. You see... As it has scudded down low over the tree line, and it's not just a silhouette anymore, you can see the yellow of the beak. You can see... Uh, the kind of darker browny red of the talons, and also the brown feathers which surround it, not unlike an eagle, much like that. The one difference that you can make out streaking across it are lines of what seem to be a sort of dull metallic grey. Hmm. Uh, I aim the weapon at it regardless of what colour it is. <laughs> <laughs> to aim this weapon, I think we're going to need a dexterity check. Just straight dexterity. Coming up, I've, for podcast listeners, I've done up a bunch of buttons. Let's see if this affects the Why role. Have done that? I want to see, I want to test. This is what oh, science is, is about. Bad test. I need to undo all the buttons. Take your shirt off immediately. That was an eight. <laughs> okay, actually, don't. don't. Oh, oh. Quite far. You line it up as best you can as the trees <laughs> past you, leaves fluttering around them. You're pretty sure that you've got a good lock on it. So, yes, you are sat there, and as you can see, you're locked on. Let's go to infinity. Is there something... I can pass to the person who's going to load it because <laughs> right now there's not a lot I can do um, with it being that far away. Uh, you can offer to help, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll offer to help and I will also, just in case, bonus action cast shillelagh. Um, just in case it gets super close or this person decides to be it. The metallic roots, the tendrils, they snake out of your arm and your right arm becomes this knobbled club with the striations of bark around it that you saw when you when the person attacked you last night. So with your left hand, um, you could offer assistance to the general shooting process, that and that is. would help you. Yes, I would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, good to know. Uh, Tenebris, as you pulled up 
onto the seat. You're looking out of this windscreen. It is again scarred, marked, scored, cracked. It's very difficult to see through. You can make out the road towards you and you can see the person next to you concentrating furiously, their face pushed as close to the glass as they can get. And you see them reach down, do some sort of gear change and the truck starts to speed up. At this point, you hear a <laughs> and the figure looks over to you. Their eyes widen. You broke truck? I hope you drive. Because me, I gotta say goodbye. They push open the door and crawl out of the door on the other side of the truck, down the side of the cab. What, like Spider-Man crawl? Yes. Ooh, I love it. I love it greatly. <laughs> Every part of this interaction is horrifying. <laughs> I love it. Even the people on our side are fucking horrifying. <laughs> Temporarily on our side. They're only just on our side. Sure, yeah. giant bird. Um, Tenebris sits just frozen, watching this person having exited the vehicle before coming to her senses and just like leaping across uh, uh, the the cabin to to grab the. Is it a steering wheel? It is. There is a huge steering wheel in front of you. To the left of you, a massive gear lever, and then these three massive pedals. It's essentially a car it's set up. <laughs> I've was described person, a car. <laughs> was this person about my height? Yes. Cool. So can I please jam my foot on the pedal that they were jamming their foot on? Well, you don't have these massive wedge Oh no! But, oh, oh You God. can if you <laughs> stand you up. Yeah. If you physically stand on the pedals, you can yeah. just about hold okay. onto the steering wheel and see over the top and of it. And see. Like okay, I shall, I shall do that. Yeah, perfect. As you stand on the accelerator, the truck starts to accelerate, moving. God. You mistakenly lean on the center of the wheel. <laughs> the horn goes off. Snepris, are you okay? Snepris, yeah! I can't hear that. That's a freaking truck happening. As you speed up, you see in front of you what looks like mud in the road. You have a, a second to react. What are you going to do? I'm going to maintain speed. Maintain speed? <laughs> uh, make a dexterity check. Yes. But before you do, let me explain why you have to make a dexterity okay. check. If you like. As the wheels pass over this slick mud patch, you feel you're losing steerage. There's a slickness to the wheels and you're not quite gripping the road as you should. You're almost entering a skid. Now roll your dexterity check. Oh boy. Five. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> it's oh not no. my, I don't have any buttons. I was gonna say, I do some buttons. <laughs> As you have a safety pin here, I could. <laughs> As you watch, uh, you're you're craning up against the 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 visor. A 
as you're trying to work out exactly how you're going to maintain a straight path, you slip and you drag down on one side of the wheel. The, the truck starts good. to skid to one side. You're still heading in the same direction, but you're slightly side on now as you slide across this uh, muddy patch. You've lost traction. Right, back to Uriel. But before we get to Uriel, and the wings of this huge bird together around the body. It forms like a huge raindrop and plummets towards the back of the truck. It, there's a deafening and you see claws rake across the metal of the flatbed. The truck Skidding already, starts to move almost side on as the bird pulls its massive claws along the metal with it. And then as it's doing that, it pulls out its wings and flies back up over the treetop line. As it's doing that, Uriel, would you like to do anything? I'd like to fire the uh, ballista railgun, whatever we're calling it, at it. The prosthetic leg of some unfortunate person flies to the right of this bird, completely missing it. Uh, as the bird starts to take off again, you might have a chance to fire again if you'd like. Um, how many... Are we at danger of running out of ammunition? No, there's all sorts of rubbish on this. The right, load me up again! Uh, at this point, we'll say that uh, you and your new friend and Infinity are all working together on this thing. Um, so we'll say that you load it fine. If you would like to take another shot, you can do so with advantage. Uh, unless Infinity, you have something else you want to add. Yeah, potentially. How close is it now? At the point where it's raking along the top of the truck, the truck itself is maybe 30 feet long maximum, but in the flight path, it goes maybe five feet away from you. Cool. Um, can I, as it gets super close, just turn and cast Thunder Wave, um, which is a, well, I haven't scienced it at all. Don't make me. <laughs> and, um, Sounds point. like a chat of opportunity. No, 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 don't you dare. Sorry, are you planning to electrocute a bird that's not no. connected to the ground? Thunder wave. So it's force. Like so it's basically like a shockwave coming out. And it's a uh, 15 foot cube out from me, but like straight out in front. So I want to turn so the other two are behind me and then just aim it at the bird and it has to make a constitution save. Right. A chat of opportunity, not about how you do it, <laughs> but rather just about the dynamics of thunder, you know, the thunder allocation of, of energy in D&D, right? Like a thunder type spell. Yeah, definitely. I had imagined that when it says thunder, it essentially means sound, right? Also, I just want to check while we're out of game, how is the music level for everyone? Is it too much? I like it. Sounds we're good, good to okay. me. Brilliant. Um, I had envisaged it, if if it's sound, which it is, right? It's a thunderclap. It's what it is in D&D. &D. Yeah, I, that makes sense for force damage as well. Sound is vibration, essentially, isn't it? 
So I had imagined that any kind of thunder. Huh? Sorry? That's actually thunder. It's thunder oh, damage. Thunder, oh, sorry, thunder damage. But, the, but the thunder damage, yeah. that's yeah. sound, isn't it? Yeah. I had envisaged it, if you were going to actually talk about the science of it, you basically need a huge uh, speaker cone that went <laughs> and created vibrations of such strength in the air that they could do physical damage. Yeah. Uh, well, it could be moving. I'm just trying to think if there, there might be something fancy in the last. Um, Dean Debrief, we talked a bit about the mantis shrimp, about how it yeah. accomplishes damage. But admittedly, that's in a much denser medium. But I don't know if there'd be something similar where you could create, I don't know, like, well, similar to, uh, you know, like a bolt of lightning rapidly ionizes the air around it. And that immediate change is what causes the, the, the thunderclap, you know, because it's just a breaking sound wave. It's going yeah. past the speed of, light, uh, speed of sound. Um, so perhaps there's something you could do like that rather than a mechanical motion. It could be some kind of really rapid ionization or I don't know, something similar. Isn't that because you're ionizing something, so you're heating it up, so you're getting very, very fast expansion, which is essentially what you're getting from a speaker cone. It's just very fast. Moving. Yeah, but you're, but you're not mechanically moving a component in doing that from an engineering no. perspective. You know, so you then want. you can do it from a single point outwards rather than a speaker. Yes, it wouldn't be directional, would it? Quite large and flat. Unless you had some kind of waveguide built into it. Bates, I can't hear you. Oh no, I was mouthing. I was working. I was speaking. I was basically talking to myself. Sorry. Anyway, well, maybe we could talk about that at the end or something. Yeah. But yeah, but but just in general, if thunder damage happens, it's vibrate. Would consider it yeah. like you're being vibrated to the point that it damages you physically. Sure. Yeah. Love yeah. Awesome. Now, so. Burned away. Back, uh, here we are. The wind uh, whipping past you. The, the, the truck sickeningly slaloming along this road. The sound, and then this huge shadow, and the. The scream. You. Instantly, you dent the roof of the cab below you. Um, and you knock over, well, let me just check actually. It, I, I did specify, it's a 15 foot cube straight out from me and I faced the bird away from the people behind me, the, the gun and the thing. I understood Thunderwave to be all out from all of you. Like it's a, so it's a it's directional a wave. Oh, it could be. I've never done it like that. If it is, I wouldn't have done it. So right, does, okay. Does it say 15 yeah. foot cube? It says a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. And so I've played Where, it. Does it say 15 I, foot cube centered on you? Originating from you. Uh, yeah, that's well, yeah, I mean, okay. You could, you could say doing... it originates from here, or you could say it originates and goes all the way out. So I totally, yeah, either way. If we're doing the speaker, then you can choose the direction. If we're doing the flash then you can't hey it's the speaker everyone <laughs> you have to justify this later remember that's and then you have to explain it later so as long as you're ready to explain it not yet but maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, all right good <laughs> okay brilliant nice nice infinity you kneel down you draw in your focus you lift yourself up and you pull your hands and your arms back flat with your chest to form a flat plate in front of you. You turn your head slightly to the side and 
you vibrate at such intense speed that you send a shockwave out from before you towards this huge bird. Um, what does it have to roll to hit, or is it is it a saving throw? No, it's a saving throw. Constitution saving throw. All right. Uh, what am I trying to make? Uh, Fourteen. Oh, that's a natural nine, which brings it to 14. That's a save. It's fine. It takes oh, half no. damage, but it's not pushed away. Okay, um, it takes half damage. How much is that? That is... Oh, that's good. Oh, I rolled well. So it's seven damage. That's halved already. Seven so damage. It, was, it would have been 14. But. You see no physical change on the bird. It doesn't look like whatever damage it did is very obvious. But what you do see is the bird almost... Uh, pulls back a little bit and its eyes flick down towards you as it starts to arc its way back up into the sky. You certainly got its attention. Great. That was maybe a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Tenebris, you are skidding along the ground. Um, As the mud starts to leave the underside of your wheels, you start to gain more traction back uh, on the steering wheel. Um, roll another dexterity check for me. Oh my gosh. 14. 14. With a 14, you manage to wrestle the steering wheel back. And because you're not using strength, it's more dexterity. You're feeling the way that the wheels are locking with the ground. You're trying to just inch it back and you swerve and you catch the edge of the trees. You're tearing the bark off the sides of the trees as you bring it back towards the center of the road. Um, In front of you, you see a fork. One side is wider, the other is narrower. You have a moment before you get there. When I say a moment, you have seconds, you know, could be, be depending on how fast you go, you have some time. Are the trees narrower as well? Nope, the trees are the same size. So, so the narrower route doesn't wouldn't make the, it make it any more difficult for the bird to get down because the trees oh. don't. Sorry, no, the tree trunks are the same yeah. width. The trees yes, are yes. closer together, so sorry, yes, um, the road itself is is narrower. Yes. On the narrower path. It's a bold choice, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for us. <laughs> right. I like, yes. look, my instinct is to find shelter and to be under things and to be not exposed to the horrific and horrid sky. This is not what it is where I am from and I do not like it. Easily done. You head towards the narrower path. Unless you tell me otherwise, I'm going to assume <laughs> that you are going fast. Until I see something that's gonna make it, yeah, harder to steer. But for now, uh, yes, I can steer through this, yes. I think that's good though, it might be harder for the bird to attack. That's what I was hoping, I'll see. Let's be clear, the narrowness of the path will make it harder to steer. Yes, it will, yes, but like, I'm still going fast, I'm not gonna slow down for it. Alrighty. Who would win, one tenebrous driving or one (laughs) flappy boy? (laughs) 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 The truck. On top of the truck, Uriel and Infinity and your new friend hugging this weapon as it bounces and sways to either side. As you 
suddenly disappear down this uh, narrow path. The trees, much, much closer to you. You can almost feel them whipping past your, uh, past your face. Um, the boughs are much lower here. There's leaves catching you in the face. And uh, your new friend, she turns to you, Infinity, and says, Wait a second. Did she take the right fork? <laughs> yes, I do believe we went right, yes. Well, we don't know. I mean, which one was the correct fork? <laughs> Infinity looks at Uriel like, now is not the, now is not the time. <laughs> Infinity, as you look at Uriel, you realise your new friend is no longer there. She is disappearing down the steps towards the cab. Good, 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 good. Above you. Scudding low over the tops of the trees, their wingspan almost blotting out the sun. There's a shadow falling over the truck. Um, you can hear. The tops of the trees are starting to be battered. It's getting closer and closer. And you see as it's shifting from side to side, its head alternating one way to look down and then tilting its head the other way so that its eyes can catch you as it tries to catch sight of the truck moving between the trees. You watch as it pulls in its wings and drops again. <sighs> the claws land on the back of the truck and grab hold and it flattens itself against the top of the flatbed. It is now gripping on to the flatbed, its wings hugged into itself, the beak still raised above you. But it's so big! <laughs> I'm firing the, the, the ballista at its head. Uh, you can do that with advantage if, uh, well, I would Infinity. absolutely help now. Yeah. This this will be your turn if you want it to be. I will I will absolutely one hundred percent help Uriel load and aim the ballista. Alright. Uriel, uh, make a dexterity check. Alright, we are one, two, three, four, five five undone. So this should be like max, a forty or something. Before, but before you do this <laughs> Which are you aiming at any specific part of the bird? Um, so you said that the head was kind of like craning up and like everything else was flattened and it, and it was like the head set, sounded like it was coming in in like an attack kind of It's beak is lifted up over the top of the cab, yes. Yeah, so I want to aim for the head basically. Right. And any particular part of the head? I mean, can I just see the beak? Can I see anything else? No, the head, so what the bird is doing, so uh, this would be a good... A chance of opportunity, but to be discussed later. Um, <laughs> birds have eyes on the side of their head often, unless they're massive raptors, right? So raptors would have eyes in the front of their head so that they could do uh, long distance, um, yeah. distance. Raptoring. That's depth perception. Yes, yeah. that's it, thank you. This bird does not appear to have great depth perception. Its eyes are on the side of its head. So when it wants to look at you, it goes and cranes <laughs> its, and tilts its head to the left to look down at you. So what it's doing is it's tilting its head to the left and to the right to to angle its eyes towards you to see you. So I'm so going to aim for the eye then, if I can see an eye. 
that will be a harder DC because it's flicking its head back and forth. Did you miss the part where I'd undone five of my buttons? I think we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe make another one, Simon, just to, just to be safe. So, so because uh, uh, Emily's helping, was that with advantage or is it just straight dex? That's advantage. So with advantage on a dex roll. You got this. How does this keep happening? That's a 22 to begin with. Yeah, 22. 22. The buttons! It's the buttons! The buttons. <laughs> I was an I have no buttons. and now I realize. Cast her out! <laughs> a button non-believer! A zip heretic! <laughs> Uriel, you pull back on the handles and you feel the whole setup catch in place. It's not moving, it's not responding to your commands. And then it strikes you. You reach down to your neck. You pull out the perfect key. You slot it in, loosen. The machine is with me! You are essentially lying flat on the top of the cab with this huge, with this gorse gun, uh, which is what it is, this uh, massive cannon directly pointing up as the bird's head flicks to the side and you see this golden eye with a slit-like pupil. There's a blink as the whites of the bird's pupil cover it and open again, and you see the slit contract. And at that moment, you loose what is essentially uh, a jagged piece of plate armor. The bird <laughs> spirals, topples off the back of the truck. <laughs> Onto the road behind. Uh, and as you <laughs> through the narrow pathways, it disappears. You lose sight of it. Tenebris, as you're driving, <laughs> the door of the cab opens. The woman looks Whoa! at you. I'm driving now. She runs her hand through her spiky hair. You're well, that, that explains a lot then. <laughs> and she clambers towards you, pushes your feet off the pedals and says, Do you mind if I? And then gets down and starts working <laughs> the pedals with her hands. Oh, I still steer? Okay, no problem. I, I'm great at this. It's fine. The tight space between the trees, it's twisting and winding around you and you realize as you're driving through, you feel like you're starting to get the hang of this, this huge wheel. As you're moving through this twisted narrow pathway, it strikes you that you're starting to go downwards. The, you're like on the edge of a hill. That one's good. What would you like to do? The path in front of you, it's very difficult to see far down it because it keeps mm. turning and twisting between, between these trees. The trees are still huge, these massive columnar uh, towering entities. And the steepness of the hill is gradually increasing. 
Um, I will I will look out the front um, and say I don't see Big Bird. Right. To the to the lady. To the lady at the at the pedals. Yeah, <laughs> down there. Yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And. She pushes the accelerator harder. <laughs> Can we hide somewhere from Bird? I'm not steering this thing! <laughs> um, gonna keep going. Alright. I think. Until, uh, if it starts... Is it is it feeling dangerously steep? Like, we need to slow down. One cut oh, off. Oh, it is. Go. It is getting steep. Okay, um... I will say... I will... I will say... Okay, maybe, maybe slow down a little and hope that Uriel should burn. You see her push down on the brake. Ah, uh, I think this is as slow as we get from now on. Uh, and you careen between the trees. At this point, I want to ask you. You can make a dexterity check to try and steer your way between the trees as they come up, or you can make an intelligence check to see if you can plot a route, like a rally driver, which will require less dexterity. I think my dex is better. Let me check. Yes, yes, my dex is much better. So we're gonna be doing no advanced planning, just wildly swerving. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Please. Yes. No, no, he's just <laughs> judging. <laughs> please, What's please. What that face means? Oh, you want me to do it? Right. Oh, I want so, you to roll, yeah, roll okay, dexterity yeah. check. Oh, synthetic twenty. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them going around. Sage, you want to do a button somewhere, Shalmani? That's. <laughs> Your face is pressed up against the window screen. The goggles are attached to it. You are squinting, trying desperately to make out the trees as they pass you. Thankfully, because of the tightness of the road, there's shadow over it, so you can see at last. The blinding sunshine is out of your gaze. You, <laughs> you're taking in deep, deep breaths of this horrid fug, this steam. You occasionally look like, uh, uh, as you <laughs> lean mistakenly, pressing up against, and you see the trees coming towards you. You realize that to get the maximum control of this truck, you're gonna have to ride the wheel as you would ride a surfboard. That's how you're gonna do it. That works. You stand up, two feet on the bottom of the wheel, <laughs> one hand on each side, this face pressed against the glass. Yes. What am I, wait, if I'm just on the wheel, do I just turn it by shifting my weight slightly? That is exactly what you okay, do. Great. With a okay. synthetic 20 on dexterity, okay. that is well within your it. bailiwick. I love it. I love my bailiwick. Absolutely to never sleep day out. It's so good. Such a Vitruvian woman. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the side of the road, a hare sits. It holds a bit of grass and it's... <laughs> it's fine, right? The hare was fine, right? It stares past at the <laughs> dust kicked up behind it. I'm writing hair on list of animals. 
Then Have you seen it? Wait, did Infinity see the Infinity hair? Infinity see it. Or was that a cutscene? Roll, roll a perception. The audience check. saw the hair, and then the hair saw the truck. That was B-roll. That was shot by the second unit. Fifteen. Yeah. You absolutely did not see that. <laughs> a hair from on top as you've been loaded. As the dust settles. Ashen roach it is. <laughs> the hair looks up into the sky. Uriels and Infinity. You are slaloming around on top of this cab through these trees for a moment. It's not calm, but you don't appear to be in any immediate bird-based danger. Is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I think I'm scared. Let's reload this just in case it comes back. Yeah. Oh. Hand a bit of metal over. Like a leg. A leg, an arm, a head. Yeah, an arm. I want to punch this thing right yeah. in, the arm, in the other eye. Turn it into a fist and. <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> Excellent. Reloaded without issue. Although, to be fair, that was not easy because you're on the top of a truck that's moving incredibly fast through a very thin road. But at Quite this stage. Steep as well at this point. Given your experience. You managed to do that. No need to roll. Also, just as a, a, I guess, kind of a point of order, this this came up last time and it was discussed in the Discord, but it is um, Gauss rather than Gorse. Yes, I keep saying Gorse. I'm sorry. It's because I read a sci-fi book when I was a teenager where it had a lot of Gorse guns in it, and I always just thought, Gorse, that must be AU, that's how it's said. And so even though I know it's Gauss because he did the freaking curve, right? Like, I just... <laughs> Gauss, he Gorse. did the freaking curve. I mean, that's that's... <laughs> So no. broadly applicable. The distribution, his distribution, he did it, right? Wait, did he invent a gun too? Is it the same one? Yeah. I actually don't know if it's the same gal. I assume it is, right? How many gals no, 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 are no, there? It, I, believe it's called the, I, I believe it's called a Gaussian gun because one of the laws of electromagnetism is the Gaussian law of the, the field around a charge. He did this is a... also invent the gun. This is a brilliant chat of opportunity. That's great, yeah. You've I slipped into a chat of opportunity without even sounding the klaxon, amazing. <laughs> Uh, at least I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he, Carl Friedrich Gauss, did not invent a railgun. <laughs> well, like, how sure are you? <laughs> Buttons, uh, you bet on it. Hang on, how sure am I? Wait, give me a sec. No, I'm Wait. sure. <laughs> Actually, I'm just uh, gonna my, I'm gonna my science check there was quite good. I love it. But yeah, right. it's probably from the Gaussian law. That's why it's called that. We'll let you know for certain cool. in the next D and D brief. Yeah, um, check. Infinity, would you like to prep anything as you slalom through this thin forest path? No, I don't really have anything I can do, so no, I would just like to hold on and try and not fall off. Very well. Tenebris. Oh Suddenly, the path opens out again. You're back on the road the main road it's wide oh thank goodness and around you you can see that the trees are starting to thin and that where you've just gone down you're now starting to go up again incline upwards the trees start to thin they're a a little bit different roll me a perception check at disadvantage because you are not good in sunlight that was a 12 with that, you can see that the type of tree is starting to change. Whereas before, they were these 
huge, towering, very, very tall, um, often fir trees, but also broadleaf trees. Now they're becoming a little bit shorter, still wide, but gnarled. And on the road in front of you, you can see pine needles carpeting. What you also notice is that the road is no longer quite so well maintained. Boulders stick up around. And at the speed you're going, you only see it at the last minute. What you thought was just a rise turns out to be a jagged rock and you <laughs> You feel the bed of the truck start to vibrate and judder. From your feet, you hear a sound. Oh, you've done it now! That's the axles! There's nothing I could do. Get one of your friends to go sort it for God's sakes or we're just going to slow down and stop. Uh... Give a shout out to Ali's neighbours, by the way. I feel like they're going to have questions <laughs> after this episode. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I will, I will yell, Can you steer? While still There's on the steering wheel. A momentary pause. Ah, uh, no! <laughs> okay, in that case, I will be like, Okay, um, Yodio! <laughs> <laughs> and just yell out of window can i, I can guess. i hear yuri i'll make a perception check come on baby it doesn't work for perception checks guys uh it's a six uh, you hear nothing except nice. you feel the vibrations of the truck something feels different and especially to you attuned as you are in metal work and the understanding of metal <laughs> you know that something <laughs> has changed Wait a minute. Something's changed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just to act that out, you know. Um, I appreciated that. Okay, help me get into the garage. Uh, you need to go. I can man the gun. Do you hear that? Did you? Did Infinity hear it? Oh, that's a good point. Did Infinity, roll perception. Nine. Probably not. Oh, I have a man. Perception of sixteen. But... You Wait a minute. Something's something's wrong. Uh, is there is there like an obvious way down to like? some kind of engineering bit? Like, where has the other guy gone? Uh, in the cab. two questions there. You didn't know. Who is the other guy that you're talking about? The, the, the goth lady. Yeah, Mohawk person. Oh. You've no, never no, saw, never even saw that person. You don't know Oh, yes, exist. true. Um, but yeah, can I see anywhere, any way down to like some kind of maintenance bit? Uh, roll an investigation check. So I, you, hop out of the uh from underneath the gun and you crawl along the top and you look down between the cab and the flatbed itself and you see a nest of cables huge thick wires and uh but down underneath it all you can see <laughs> the ground passing underneath so you could make it through but make an investigation check to see if you could work out a way to get down well, i don't think i would that's a six you do not know button. you don't know um bloody hell. Um So I invest that that was sort of the, the coupling bit in the middle, correct? Like not on the side, but directly underneath. 
that is that is between the cab and the flatbed there right. is a gap which is full of these cables uh, and there is you can see all the way down and see that that you can see the floor right, okay beneath it. Uh, can I look over the side and see if there's uh, like rungs or something to get down? You absolutely can. There are certainly rungs that Tenebris was using to get down to the cab. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I feel like Uriel's going to want to... It's sort of instinctively going to know something mechanically is wrong and is drawn to trying to fix it. So you, you try and go down the, the ladder to investigate what's going on with everything. All right. It is a bumpy ride now. The, tr the truck is now careening and it's being lifted on side to side on these rocks. And with the juddering coming from whatever's happened beneath the truck, this is not an easy climb. So roll me an athletics check. Athletics, come on. Oh, that's caught somehow. Had to run out at some point, that's a five. Too you shift yourself yeah. over, grab onto the first rung. You know you can do this. Foot down, head down, foot out to the next rung. There's nothing there. You slip, you're holding on with your hands, and then a branch catches you in the side of your torso, knocking you off the railings. You're tumbling now. Now you are a monk, so I will say, Roll a dexterity check. Check or saving throw? Saving. Um, saving it's throw. totally a save. <laughs> yes, right. That's fair. Okay, that is a seven. What? How? You reach out to grasp anything on the truck, any sort of handhold. Your hands scrape along the side. Suddenly air, and then you hit the rubber of one of the wheels and it flings you backward onto the road oh, you are now no. on the road and the truck is moving rapidly away from you let's say you have chance for one reaction speed thing that you would like to do as you hit the dirt before the truck is gone uh as in i can chase after it i can grab hold of it what would you sorry what do you mean in terms of you can, what the last well, do you can you can do anything, right? Anything you would like to do at this stage. But if it's too complicated, like maybe form a lasso out of your belt, then that you probably couldn't do. Uh, I feel wow. like try and get to my feet Shit. and just lunge after. I imagine there's some kind of ladder on the back, like or some kind of rung. I'm just going to lunge for it. As this is happening, Infinity, you are sat on top of the cab. When Uriel went down, you heard a moment of silence and then ah! what would you like to do oh god um, i'm just gonna shout tenebris and i'm gonna run like climb down the ladder to get to the back of the truck you're gonna go into the flatbed or are you gonna go down the side of the cab okay explain it to me the, oh no i can't see over the top of the flatbed can i no i'll go into the cab, down into you, the cab. you will go down fine Make an athletics tech form. Oh, this is so bad. So bad. Non-natural 20. Good. With that, your friend's in danger. Inspired by the beauty of your surroundings. 
the incredible creature that you've just seen, but the knowledge that you must help. You grasp with unnatural machine strength and work your way down the outside of the van. You reach it at the point you are clinging onto the rungs as you see Uriel hit the earth next to the truck by the last set of wheels. Um, I'm just gonna go into the cab and go, you're gonna have to turn it around, we've lost Uriel. <laughs> um, I, I will, I will, uh, hear that and, and yell, stop the truck! The truck skids to the side, you lose control of the back wheel, they carve an arc round, smash, knocking into boulders as they go, Screening round. Roll me a dexterity check to see if you can control this. Oh, um, natural 20 for 23. Oh! You surf your way to a stop, directly facing the opposite way that you were going. You see out of the windscreen in front of you, squinting against the sun, a silhouette of Uriel picking himself up. The and behind him, a huge <laughs> shadow oh, fall over the road. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And presumably this, this road isn't, oh no, this road is wide here. The road got wide. Yes, the road is wide now. It's quite navigable. Except for these rocks. Is it wide enough for me to do a 180 turn in it while moving forward? Are we, we going to have to Austin Powers this? Yeah, I'm, yes. Basically, am I going to have to twiddle around and use my parallel parking skills to try and turn around in the other direction? Or can I do a Point loop? turning. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. With that dexterity roll, we'll call this all part of the same manoeuvre. You can... Skid yourself round and then engage the wheels. You tap on the head of the character beneath you. All right, here we go. The wheels start to rotate and skid and the truck starts to turn its way back around again. You are currently turning the truck. As that happens, you see out of the corner of your eye, an orange mohawk appear in the seat next to you and go, what the what the what? I broke your truck. I'm so sorry! Yes! <laughs> and they disappear back down. <laughs> Uriel, what would you like to do? I'm gonna sprint and jump on the truck. Uh, Guys! Bird! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that. It is. Where, uh, Infinity, was that hand motion that you just made there? I would, sorry, that was me being like, I would totally hold my arm out and try and grab him if that, like, works in terms of Yep, yep, that's absolutely fine. With that, no need to roll an athletics check. The truck is moving very slowly. You can definitely make it up with Infinity's help. You are now both grabbing onto the rungs, and you hear... <laughs> I think we should get back onto the top again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you scurry up the side. Tenebris. You mash, but well, you don't. Your new partner mashes the accelerator. 
the wheels spin. The truck so starts broken. to pick up speed. Make a perception check for me, Tenebris. No. Not you. Uriel and Infinity from the top of the truck. Make both make perception checks for me. Come on. Right. Uriel, you reach the top of the truck, you look out. Behind you, the bird. But in front of you, you see a vast cliff rising up in front and out in the distance. What it is, the space between the trees, the end of the road, essentially, you can see where the tree line ends and in front of it, the cliffs that mark the beginning of the McKinsey Mountains. And then you hear the screech again, bone shattering, the wail of this injured creature. And you hear <laughs> as its wings get drawn in. Now, <laughs> I still have my wig on. I'm so proud of you. Oh, little face. Infinity and Uriel, you look up to see this creature diving towards you. How would you like to deal with this situation? So, are we currently we're on the top of the cab again? Yeah. Exactly right. Um. Gun? Sorry. The fist is still loaded into the gun. We didn't fire it. Fist. <laughs> The gun is loaded, yes. Do you want to fish this thing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going yeah, to gonna, gonna sit in. Once he aims it, I'm going to like wipe my hand down on it. All right. Roll dexterity with advantage. Uriel, are you aiming for any particular part of the bird? It's coming at you face first, essentially. I'm going to aim down its throat. Ooh. As it screams. <laughs> You aim for the back of its throat. Roll. I cast fist. Uh, oh, that's a that's a good roll. That's a twenty-two. The noise that the gun makes is very subtle. It's more like a feeling for you, Uriel, because what it essentially is is it's a pulse of magnetic force. And it's momentary when it comes on, but it's incredibly powerful. So as you click the firing button, you feel a shock as all your magnet, your metal components are momentarily sucked towards the barrel of the gun. And you see your makeshift ballista, essentially, arc up through the sky, bury itself deep in the throat of this creature. <laughs> the wings come out. It tries to catch itself from its dive. The wings spread and catch the sides of the trees on the sides of the road. The tips of the wings catch the trees. You hear and then a crack. Another crack as the tips of the wings break. 
the wings themselves, they start to flap even more, but you can see that the tips of the wings have been disconnected from the rest of the wings. It's losing flight, and as the truck catches torsion in the ground, torsion, torque, and pulls away, the bird lists to one side and slams into the road behind you. So you take off away from it. Is everybody else feeling bad about the bird? Really bad about the bird. Yeah. What did it, it want? It did try and kill us. Did it? I mean, it, it tried to eat the it truck ever we did were on. Was scratch and grab hold of the truck. It never actually attacked anyone. What the heck did it want? I mean, it wasn't going for us. It was going for the truck. What? What? Yes, but I feel like if you're being attacked by a seven four seven sized bird <laughs> that eats so trucks. Big. We I are like collateral damage that it yeah, will not even true. notice. That's true. That yeah, yeah. I don't want it to eat our truck, and we would die. Um, no, thank you for. Yeah, I, I feel a bit saving better. us. Um, Infinity and Uriel, you are left alone on top of the cab. The wind whipping past you. The trees older now, gnarled. Spaces between them, gaps opening up. You can see further, and you see the mountains rising above you. The wind has become chill, biting against your skin. You can almost taste frost in the air. Tenebris, in the cab, you don't know any of this has happened. You're still- <laughs> I don't taste the frost in the air. I can taste the exhaust and the vibrations. Uh, gunning your way between these rocks towards safety, you think, towards the mountains. Again, an orange glittering mohawk appears in the left of your vision. Take a chill pill! Take a chill pill, Phil! Tenebris! Tenebris! Not Phil. Not Phil, but chill. It's gone. Bird gone? Bird gone. We can, we can slow, bird gone. We can go slow. And the truck starts to slow down, reaching a more manageable pace, and you, all of you, you ride this scratched, dented, busted up, slowing down, axle broken truck, slowly to a halt before some sort of, some sort of, I know exactly what it is, um, <laughs> before, Two uh, rusted, welded gates. As the trees open out, it's a scree field in front of you. Before you, the road ends in these tall gates, much like the ones that you left the colony with. A wire fencing all around. Above it, leaning over, a crooked, sheer cliff, almost blocking out the sun now in the afternoon and the wind biting around you. You look to your left, to your right, to see your new friends. They break, they turn off the engine, and the one with the spiky hair and the scaffolding down her left side looks at you and goes, Right, who are you? And we'll leave it there.
my goodness. That was a lot. What was that bird? Oh, that was a lot. That was a lot. The size of a plane. Whoa. We have a lot to it talk so about big. in the D&D brief. The, the alley, the music change when we saw the cliffs. It was gorgeous. <gasps> that was so it was just, good. It was so just gorgeous. Good. I just had chills. I was like, oh, cliffs. I didn't know I had, was going to have an emotional reaction to the McKinsey <laughs> Mountains, but damn, we're finally here. Can I make a request that somebody in the community, this might be on Discord, um, makes a compilation of Ali's best sound effects from yeah. this episode? <laughs> because I want a, a two-minute supercut of just... We're really good at them. I would really like really fast cuts, like a second of each one. Ali, yeah, great the job, Ali. Oh, you guys did so awesome! Like, I had awesome. no idea how that was going to shake out. Like, that was not easy. I really liked how some... you did so it good. with like you didn't really do like hit points or initiative. Like it was just yeah, very much like, like this is happening. Like go. It I, felt very in the moment and yeah, felt pacey. Really I liked really it. Nice. Very nice. But you guys, like, I mean, there were some fierce roles, but also like you yeah, dealt with perfect. it, right? We dealt with it. We did. Yeah, we did. Oh my god! When Uriel came off the back, I was like, I thought you were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he falls like, off, but he has a chance to grab on. When he it was like, he hits the ground. He's got a chance. He fails. <laughs> <laughs> when it was like just him standing in this wide, dusty road with the bird like behind it, like yeah. I can visualize that so well. Yeah. Basically, lots of exciting uh, science to talk about. Um, so uh yeah join us next time we've got um two weeks time we've got more dungeons and dragons of science adventures dm'd by ali mostly in game in character um and then alternate weeks alternate thursdays from then we've got our DD brief which is like just all science all the time in case things weren't nerdy enough for and you some stuff about that guy who was in georgia the jungle brendan fraser okay brendan fraser it's, that it's guy who was in georgia the jungle except How? Dare you? <laughs> Except for the bits that are about Brendan Emily Fraser. Dunn. If we meet a non an, an NPC that is just Brendan Fraser, <laughs> I will lose. Like we, we're in the jungle and you meet this man. <laughs> You're the one who's been unbuttoning un shirt, uh, shirt yeah. buttons today. You're going to be chasing horses around any minute. So. I don't make the rules, all right? I roll the dice better when the chest hair is out, and for it doesn't help that it's 31 degrees out. still. For anyone listening to the podcast, Simon's chest has been been getting more and more on display. Um, so you know, that, check out the board. Is it motivation to check out <laughs> check it out on YouTube or motivation not to? To stay away. So uh, we're gonna call it. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. For now. Goodbye. Bye.